Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, We are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, bonjour. In Spain, hola. In Italy, ciao. In Egypt, athen wasalan. In Ghana, akwaba. In Nigeria, peleo. In South Africa, saobona. In Senegal, nangadef. In Kenya, jambo. In Israel, shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, assalamu alaikum. Greetings. And may peace be upon you all. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Join me and my co-host Kareem Hamid every Wednesday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the Female Solution Radio Show. As we explore that relationship that is the foundation for our society, the relationship between men and women, husbands and wives. Join our discussion as we seek to repair broken family ties and rebuild our community. Listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com slash the-female-solution. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to our host. Or you can join us live on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash the-female-solution. Thank you all for joining us on this Wednesday edition of the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. I'm Naima Latif, and we're going to be joined by our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and our very special guest right after this brief message. So stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in a moment, so stay with us. (laughs) 
the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show invites you to an invigorating conversation with our team of hosts Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Start your week with Monday Morning Mindfulness with Zelda Speaks. Tuesdays, Self-Cell Care with Jody Susan. Wednesdays, Repairing Broken Families with Naima Latif and co-host Kareem Hamid. Thursdays, Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And Fridays, Health and Well-Being with Beata. Saturdays, tune in 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time. First Saturday, Success Strategies with Jana. Second Saturday, Wendy Williams Esquire on Relationships. Third Saturday, Move Around with Deborah. And fourth Saturday, Wisdom with Mama D. Join us Sundays, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time for Soul Purpose Healing with Beata. Call in and comment, 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to the host and be a part of I am one half of the hosting staff here. I am Kareem Hamid, along with our beloved sister Naima Latif, that present the female solution each and every Wednesday morning, inshallah, at this time. I'm going to see if my host is ready to join me on the studio board here. Unmuted. Hold on yes, one we moment. Are. Alhamdulillah. Good to hear your voice, my sister. Yes, likewise. I, I'm so excited about today's guest. Uh, he's from Senegal. Of course, he happens to be in the States right now in New York. However, he's bringing us another global perspective, and I'm so excited because we have an opportunity to now connect across the world. And I'm looking forward to having American Muslim 360 as one of those locations where his media company is able to spread the good news about the peace that comes through a spiritual understanding. Our guest, and uh, I want to make sure you can hear me. Can you hear me clearly? Very clearly. Thank you. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Great. I'm grateful for that. Well, our guest today is one of the delegates that attended the Global Peace Summit in South Korea recently, in which people from across the world who are committed to creating peace, locally, nationally, and internationally through following some basic principles of peaceful interaction gathered to strategize on how we may take this message to the world. So a group of us as journalists and communicators, people with publications and TV shows and radio shows, we strategize on how we can basically change the message that's going forth. And our guest today is Sheikh Musa Drame, who is founder of the Muslim Media Corporation. And he sprang into action after 9-11. And the nation was so shattered, but there was such hostility toward Muslims out of a misunderstanding about Islam. So his company has been dedicated to bringing that message of peace, correcting misunderstandings, and sharing information that can enlighten. So I want to welcome him to the Female Solution Global Radio TV show today and answer the question, does 
religion bring peace or create war? How do we change this message? So welcome, my dear brother, Sheikh Musa Drame, who is founder of the Muslim Media Corporation. Assalamualaikum. Alaikum Thank you so much, my sister, and thank you, Imam, for having me on today. It is an exciting opportunity, you know, to be speaking with you for the next couple of minutes. Yes, absolutely. From the last. Yes. So, you know, we're excited because we have been working for over a decade in bringing a message that the rest of the world really wants to live in peace, but we're living in fear of each other because of disinformation about each other. And so much of the misunderstanding comes under the form of religion. And people are afraid, particularly of Islam, because of the media images that project warlike people who just want to take over everything and repress everybody. So, Sheikh Musa Drame, give us a bit of insight about how that 9-11 event affected you and your family and what motivated you to create Muslim Media Corporation. Absolutely. Thank you so much again for the question. Um, You know, as a Muslim New Yorker uh, who was very proud of who I was and my background and, you know, my neighborhood and my friends and my family, um, you know, to all of a sudden uh, be waking up to such a horrendous violation of every single thing that I held barely violation of human sanctity, violation of peace, violation of human value, violation of the religion that we call a platform for peace. So um, I had no choice. Uh, Like um, I would say thousands, if not millions of Muslim leaders, I had to make my presence felt um, locally, regionally, and nationally. And for the first seven months after 9-11, I went full-time searching for what to do and searching for how to be a player, you know, in this, uh, you know, hateful world and uh, searching for tools that will enable me and others to making sure that if Islam is correct to be a platform of peace, such a heinous crime should never ever be given a chance, you know, to be attached and justified using Islamic doctorate. And at the end of my seven months, you know, research and grieving and mourning, um, you know, I came to the terms of uh, two things. I said, number one, we must be, you know, a, a part of the communicating world. We must be able to speak for ourselves. We must be able to speak on our behalf. And we must be able to articulate who we are and what Islam is about and what our roles are, whether we live in a so-called Muslim communities or whether we are a tiny minority in a 
larger non-Muslim communities. And that was number one. Number two, and I also said, in order for us to move forward as one human family, we must bring the Muslim world and the state of Israel into an accord. I know that this, um, you know, was a daunting task, but those were the two major uh, outcomes out of seven months, um, you know, research. So we were able to achieve, you know, the the media part, um, but we're still working on Muslims in Israel. And, you know, I'll be more than happy to delve into the steps that have been taken you know, toward that end since uh, 9-11. But to talk about uh, our, our media um, entity, you know, one of the most um, important uh, uh, tools uh, for humans to elevate themselves or to um, devalue uh, themselves is communication. Once you are able to communicate and you're able to communicate, uh, you know, properly, correctly, then you will not be defined by others, and perceptions, whether right or wrong, will not define you. And we have been, from 9-11 until now, we have been perfecting that tool, and we have traveled around the world, and we have participated in forums and meetings and, you know, researches and, you know, intelligent gatherings. You know, we have been able to show who we are and what Islam is, and we have been able to differentiate, you know, evil elements use Islamic cover for their, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, un-Islamic behavior, and we have been able to profile, you know, Muslims who personify the ideals that have been outlined by our Prophet and by Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, who sent him and called him the mercy to the world. Allah told him, I did not send you, but to be mercy to the world. You are sent um, to be mercy to the world. And therefore, every Muslim, man and woman, young and old, if Prophet Muhammad is your role model, then embodying merciful messengership should be your mission. So, And that, in a nutshell, what Muslim Media Corporation that publishes now four newspapers, um, you know, have been addressing and have been uh, doing ever since of its creation. Yes, that is fantastic. We're excited to have you on because we are looking to partner with all of those who have a vision of changing the society and making it what it should be and correcting the message that goes forth. So, uh, Brother Kareem Hamid, would you like to ask our guests any questions or, or perhaps share a bit about what American Muslim 360 has been doing in, in accord with that same concept? Yes, praise be to Almighty God. And uh, we are pleased to have you, Sheikh Drame. Praise be to Allah. And what a very uh, honorable uh, 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 task that you have accepted, praise be to Allah, and that is to make the message clear, to make the message of Ellis Lamb clear, and using 
very uh, well-chosen language in doing so. Um, you know, we hear that, well, religion is the cause of a lot of wars, but I, I don't attest to that type of thinking. The religion never fails. The people that follow the religion, they fail to follow the guidance of the religion. Al-Islam is translated as peace. We we are peacemakers, praise be to Almighty God, Allah. But there are people that identify themselves as Muslims that uh, don't properly follow the guidance. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have spoken of it, a, a segment of Muslims called the Adevis Arabs. And uh, the statement from Almighty God, Allah, is that faith has not entered their hearts. Faith has not entered their hearts. Al-Islam is placed on the heart of the believer. And the uh, heart is the seat of intention. So there is no way if you follow the guidance as given to us from Almighty God, then there is no way that we could be an aggressor or ones that break the peace. The people themselves fail to follow the guidance. And that's why we see uh, abhorrent behavior coming from those that call themselves Muslims. I will not uh, challenge whether they are Muslims or not, but uh, due to some behavior, I can uh, say that faith has not entered the heart of those that break the moral code of of Islam and Christianity and Judaism. I will include the three Abrahamic faiths in that assessment. So uh, it's not... Religion does not cause that. It is the failure to follow the guidance. Here at American Muslim 360, we offer an intelligent and moral freedom from all forms of slavery, from all forms of slavery. We want to share our goodness and faith with others, very gently and beautifully shared. We seek to have interfaith unity and and interfaith collaboration. Praise be to Almighty God. So when our our hearts are in the right place, our hearts are in the right place. The Quran was revealed on the Prophet Muhammad's heart and the heart of the seat of intention. And I want to state publicly that it is our intention as Muslims to create the peace, to maintain the peace, and keep the peace. When we give the greetings, assalamu alaikum, that is we wish peace upon the person we're speaking to and also upon ourselves. We're all obligated, all of us are obligated to keep the, the, the uh, uh, peace. There is, is no way that 9-11 reflected, reflected in any small matter, in any small way, uh, a part of the Islamic faith. That was definitely, it went averse to everything that uh, Islam stands for, Christianity stands for, Judaism stands for, and other believing of people's standards. 
So uh, those of us that follow the guidance, praise to Almighty God, you are part of that uh, army of, of people that want to make the message clear, make the message clear and explain exactly what the intent is of El Islam. It is to free the human being from all forms of slavery. So I'll stop right there. I look forward to hearing from you, and we join you, my beloved Sheikh. We join you in the effort to make the message reach them and make the message clear. Praise be to Allah. Yes. You know, it's, it's particularly critical in these times with what has just happened, the conflict with Israel, the fear that is emerging, and everybody's looking to biblical prophecies of an Armageddon. But I believe we have, we have changed the course of where humanity was headed with, with efforts like those of us in the media who are putting forth a new mes- message and organizations like HWPL who just sponsored a, a fantastic global peace summit, the ninth anniversary of the gathering of the World Alliance of Religions for Peace, which was a group of many religions, many faiths brought together by Chairman Manhee Lee uh, from South Korea, a, a Korean war veteran who was motivated by the devastation of that war to work for world peace and believing that the people of faith can come together and find commonality and have an impact on the rest of the world. So after that summit, they began the process of spreading the message in various aspects, having regular interfaith dialogues, meeting with people, and now even coming together with educators to create a peace education course that could be taught in schools. And the whole idea is to change the mindset of humanity so that we can stop seeing each other as enemies. And when these conflicts break out, we can talk and reason and work out agreements as opposed to picking up arms. So that's the challenge that we have right now, especially because you have a lot of people believing that it's their religious duty to go and kill someone. So I want to put forth this question how do we reach out to those who are of another faith, different faith, who are in fear and believing that the other person is the enemy that they can't talk to? How do we bridge the gap? And perhaps, and Sheikh, perhaps you can tell us about the, the vision of talking to those who are Israelis, bringing them together with the Palestinians, I remember when uh, when Ambassador former Am- Ambassador Andrew Young tried to do that, <laughs> they fired him, and he was trying to come up with a peaceful solution and tell, instead of this war. But we have to decide to do that. So, Sheikh, how do you how do you see getting together those two opposing sides and getting people to talk to each other? Can can we do this on a on a on a common level, on a ground level, where the people, not the government, make the connection, maybe through media platforms such as, as yours and ours and, and those who are talking to each other uh, across the Internet. What, what do you see? You know, um, let's come back to Islam. 
you know, we've been taught that the Islam that we are uh, part of did not start from Muhammad, did not start from Moses, did not start from Jesus, did not start from Abraham, but started from Adam. That means every successive generation, every era, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent a reminder. The platform has been unveiled since Adam was kicked out of paradise. And therefore, every once in a while, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who, know, who created us and know us better, know that we tend to forget easily. Therefore, let me send a reminder. Let me refresh the principles so that they can be guided. Now, if we in 2023 would go to South Korea to learn about peace, peace education, while we have Islam, if you go to chapter 2, verses 62, chapter 2, verses 62 in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala articulated, he said, those who believe as Muslims, and those who are Jews, and those who are Christians, and the Sabian, and anyone of these people who believe in God, believe in the day of judgment, and walk righteousness, and prevent, you know, evilness, he said none will have anything to fear, because their reward is with their creator. That gives you a global platform of how Islam is so universal and is so inclusive. Now you may talk to ignorant Muslims that say anybody who doesn't believe in Muhammad will go to hell. The only way to go to paradise is you believe in Muhammad. Well, you go to verse, you go to chapter 2, verse 62, and see if you will see Muhammad's name is not there. He said, Muslims who, be, who follow Quran, Jews who follow, you know, Torah, Christians who follow the Bible and the Sadiim, and anyone who believes in God and, and work righteousness, they have nothing to fear, nor shall they grieve, because their rewards are with, with their uh, Creator. That's number one. Number two, if we go to chapter 10, verses 99, Allah is telling Muhammad, He said, Muhammad, who are you? to force people into your way of life, into belief, into Islam. You are a man. You are a prophet. I am the creator. I am the decider. I create people to believe what they believe, have the lifestyle that they choose, and choose the action that they take. Because at the end of the day, I am going to run the verdict. You have no power, no authority to force people to be Muslim. Mm-hmm. To believe in the way that you believe, to act like you. That is not your role. Your only role is to guide and teach. Who accepts it, accepts it by my mercy. Who does not, that is not your job to force that. Then we go to chapter 6, verses 106. Allah is telling uh, um, uh, uh, Muhammad, He said, Tell your followers never ever to insult for the God that. Or the people worship. Don't insult their place of worship. Don't insult that which they hold dearly, whether right or wrong. Don't insult them. Because if you do, then in return they will also insult you, and they will insult what you believe, 
they will insult your majesty, and they will insult your maker. So respect what people believe, and then they will respect what you believe. What more clarification do we need, you know, to know that Islam is a platform where we can use not only to live peacefully, but to build global peace platforms? Last but not least, Allah says to the Muslims, even when you are out about and people are antagonizing you because of who you are or what you look like or where you come from or what they, what they perceive you as, always give them salam. No mm. matter how much they antagonize you, always give them salam. I mean, these are the commandments that we should be embodied so that nobody will use the platform of ignorance to create platform, to create problems uh, while identify as Muslims. Islam does not bring conflict. Islam does not promote war. Islam is not division. It is ignorance. Mm. And as long as people are ignorant and that they're using Islam, then unfortunately those who are not well versed in the religion, they think, oh, Islam sanctions this, Islam sanctions that. We've seen time and time again when people are committing crime, including those who be hated. You know, some people, the most mm. they say, Allahu Akbar, la ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. Then they be hated an ignorant person. Islam mm. is Islam whose platform is peace, whose platform is to protect the sanctity of life, can never ever be attached to criminals killing, murdering other people, and using God's name. They are ignorant. They are evil. They are not of those who follow the examples of Muhammad. And I just want the whole world to know, you can never ever use while you are commission of crime or violence or divisiveness or hurting people or even belittling what they believe. Muslims mm. should not be out there say, oh, Christians are wrong or Jews are wrong, or Hindus are wrong, that's not our business. Muslims should be out there and say, we have to be right, because we're following the principles that were laid on our behalf. Whether Christians are right, Jews are right, others are right, that is not for us. That is with their God. That is with their maker. And that is their destiny. Our hope is that we should live righteous lifestyles so that Allah will be merciful to us. We can never ever judge other people, but most importantly, we can never insult what they believe that the Quran says. Do not do it, because if you do it, in reality, you are doing it to yourself. It's like you're insulting other people's parents, directly mm -hmm. you're insulting your own parents. So this mm -hmm. is what Islam is about. And so anybody else who's doing anything else, that is on them because they're ignorant. And last but not least, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who sent all these books that Allah asked the Muslims to accept. The very first commandment given to Muslims is to read. Yeah. Read. Read. And there is a significant background behind the first commandment being not believe in me, you know, love your neighbor, this and that. No, read. Read. Because mm -hmm. when you possess understanding, then you are able not only to protect how you live, but you become the shining light in your neighborhood, in your community, in, 
in your relationships and everything. If not, then especially if you have sanity and you have an ignorant platform, then you become destructive. And that is what Prophet said. He said, extreme leads to corporate. Extremism leads to disbelief. And we've seen it time and time again where a preacher becomes so radicalized and so harsh and so divisive and so violent, and at the end, they don't pray. They don't pass because they no mm. longer believe in it. Extreme mm. leads to kufr. Mm. Islam is a religion of moderation, always in the middle, not extreme to the left, not extreme to the right. And every single person around you, no matter who they are, is entitled to protection, your love, your peace, and your hospitality. Whether they like it or not, whether they believe in nothing, they human beings who are entitled to their entitlement. And you have no right to create problems or give, be a liability to them. That is not your, 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 your entitlement. You must always add value, always accept it, always add love, and always add pleasure to their living. If not, then you're not Muslim. Mm, wow. Yeah, that's oh, really love. Yes. Really love. We we have to take a break, but when we come back, uh we've got some callers on the line and and let me know if you have any callers on your switchboard. And we urge you all who are watching to call in 515-605-9325 or 515-605-9891 and press 1 so the host can open your mic and get your comments. We are talking to Sheikh Musa Jirame, who is founder of the Muslim Media Corporation. And we'll be right back after this quick break. So stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're three black moms. And in case you didn't notice the resemblance, we're also three sisters. We're going to be coming to you every week, sharing our successes and our mistakes as we navigate our lives as moms, wives, sisters, daughters, and of course, black women in today's world. We'll talk about it all. Race, politics, religion, economics, culture, and we'll take a look at everything from whether or not to use corporal punishment to how do you teach your children about sex. Look for our upcoming book, Growing Up Charles. It's a personal story about our lives growing up in Maple Park on Chicago's South Side. I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're Three Black Moms. Follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Three Black Moms. There are people who choose to make a positive difference in the world. Our job is to bring you their stories to motivate you to do the same. Join us each week, host John Alexander and Naima Latif, as we bring you the educators, entertainers, elected officials, religious leaders, 
and community activists whose works are transforming this world. Find out how you can make a difference, too. Be inspired. Watch the media connection. Hi, this is John Alexander. And I'm Naima Latif. Meet people like you who are making a positive difference in the world. Watch us every day on the Media Connection at www.youtube.com slash the Media Connection TV. YouTube it. We'll see you soon. And we are back. You're listening to and watching the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. I'm Naima Latif along with our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and our guest today is Sheikh Musa Drame, who is founder of the Muslim Media Corporation. So we have a caller on the line, and of course, uh, let us know if you've got callers on your line. We can open their mic. Uh, I'm going to open the mic for area code 312-632. You are speaking to uh, our guest, Sheikh Musa Drame, and also, of course, our Admiral Nelson yes, Bay, thank uh, you so much for joining us today. My Question dear Sheikh Musa, <laughs> this man is wonderful. Uh, he mentioned Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayat 62, which contains the word Sabians. The leader of the Sabians today, I declare, is Dr. Malachi Z. York. And he is to be freed, given a complete pardon by my president, Donald J. Trump, inshallah. And, wow, I um, did a cursory study that um, was shown to me by Minister Robert Floyd Plump a few months ago, mentioning the Sabians and the Magi. And, um, but from Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayat 62, I wasn't familiar with that particular Quranic verse, which mentions the Sabians. And thank you, uh, dear Sheikh Musa, for mentioning the uh, 62nd verse of the second chapter of the Holy Quran, which invokes Sabians. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that. That was the information that I needed. You see, I am a scholar par excellence. I know about the Baha'i faith. See, knowledge is 20 and 7 letters, and prior to the Babi and Baha'i dispensations, only two of these letters had been revealed. The uh, concomitant 20 and 5 letters of knowledge are comprised of the Babi and Baha'i writings. Uh, Dear Sheikh Musa, are you familiar with the Baha'i faith by any chance? You know, uh, I would say no. Um, you know, I have interaction with them, and, you know, I've been to their headquarters in the Holy Land, but I have absolutely no background to spare. Mm. And thank you so much for that uh, question, uh, Brother uh, Nelson Bay. We appreciate you so much. You know, uh, I think a lot of people are surprised that, Islam actually advocates a unity in terms of acceptance of other faiths because they they never hear that message and (laughs) the ones who are doing destructive things, they never quote those verses. (laughs) So a lot of people are under the impression that 
Islam is extremist and uh, punitive toward anybody who doesn't agree because a lot of wars have been fought in the name of Islam. So is there a way to reach those who might be misguided, who are professing the faith and who are believing, especially those who might be very angry because of this ongoing conflict. Uh, I I was watching a a documentary some years ago where they were showing how school children, uh, the Jewish school children and the Palestinian school children, are are being taught little poems and rhymes and and, and verses uh, attacking the other people, you know, like we must fight them and kill them, you know. I'm getting little five-year-olds, you know, saying these. Oh my god! So the the incorrect belief is being fed into our children. Is there a way to change the thought of the 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 older people who are stuck on believing there's an enemy that everybody who's not of their faith is their enemy, or do we just bypass the the older people and try to reach the children and perhaps correct their thinking? You know, um, you know, guidance. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. uh, uh, Brother Kareem, did you, did you have a comment or do you want to, well, after this comment, did you have a caller that, that, yeah, I have a small comment and uh, a, a caller on the line here. Uh, okay. Subhanahu wa ta'ala, highly praise be. He says of Muhammad, say he is the most excellent model of, of character for any who believes in God in the last day. Uh, when we look at the actions of our Beloved Prophet Muhammad, we pray the prayers and the peace upon him. I uh, offer that we look at the Medina Charter. The Medina Uh. Charter, the first constitution written for human beings uh, that was authored by Prophet Muhammad and those that followed him. The first article is freedom of religion, mm. that the, the Christians should continue to follow his form or her form of religion, and also Jews and others should continue to follow their form of religion. The only thing is that we must, main, must maintain the peace, keep the peace. Mm. So, so that when we look at life, yeah, when we look at the life of the model that Almighty God gave us, then there is no way you can come to the assumption of intolerance, of intolerance. We need to do a more in-depth uh, study of the life of Prophet Muhammad and incorporate that, what he actually did, what he actually did, what he actually said, accompanied with the Quran then I think we can clear the matter up. Mm. So, Shay, uh, you know, these people who are violent, I mean, they read these same verses, you know, that uh, Brother Kareem is talking about, They and yet they choose not to be of that mindset. So do we try to convince 
the Muslims who are violent that they're in error in their understanding, or do we not because their heart just isn't there and, and just really work on what the younger people, the children are being taught and what they're believing their faith represents? How, how, how do we change this situation that has erupted? You know, our job and our only job is to be role models to our mm-hmm. environment. Mm-hmm. Guidance comes from the Creator. Mm-hmm. We can write thousand million books, but those that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala describe in the Quran is a qatam Allahu ala qulubihim wa ala samhim ala absarihim tisawa. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala close their hearts, their hearing, their seeing, and they cannot do anything but to be in a circle of darkness and ignorance, no matter how close and no matter how much you try to guide them. We have seen prophets. We have seen righteously guided leaders whose own household came out of some of the most wicked people in the world. We have seen some of the most wicked people in the world whose households produce some of the best people. So guidance comes from the Creator. Mm -hmm. Our job here is that we talk and we walk our talk. We should not be talking, and people check our background, and they see the opposite. If we talk about love, let us go home and talk to our children, our spouses. Are we leading healthy households? Can our spouse vouch to our religiosity, our faith, our truthfulness, or are we just talking heads? The problem we have nowadays is that we have talking heads. We have people who may go to universities, hold degrees, whatever, all just to talk, all just to show who they are. You go to their homes, you meet their children, you meet their spouses, they will describe to you a devil. (laughs) Yeah, a complete devil, you know, who is hiding behind their, you know, eloquence and rhetoric. Mm -hmm. We cannot guide anybody else, including our family. All we can do is live a righteous lifestyle so that what comes out of us Allah will radiate it throughout the world. We're talking about Muhammad. We're talking about Moses. We're talking about Jesus. We're talking about David. We never met them. But guess what? Their actions and their lifestyles mm. are continually radiating throughout the world. So we can be talking and talking and talking. But, number one, we have to walk our talk. I always challenge people. I said, anytime you hear me speak, I give you permission to um, authenticate that from my accent, and I always give my wife's number, and I say, <laughs> you to come and spend time with me and see if I'm a talking head or if I'm walking my talk. The problem we have in New York and anywhere else is that you have scholars whose accents contradict their rhetoric. Ooh. We cannot guide mm-hmm. people. Allah created them, and Allah will guide them. But we have an obligation, undeniable obligation, to making sure that we are the best version of who we are. And the best way to do that is let people investigate how we live, mm-hmm. not what we, what we say. And I will uh, uh, say uh, one more thing. This platform, you said, female solution. Nowadays, we have nations that ban girls from education, higher mm-hmm. education. How, I mean, how ignorant can you be? A religion that was supported, a religion that was founded, a religion that was protected by a successful 
business woman. If it was uh, Khadija, Mohammed would not be able to pay his bills, would not wow. be able to eat, would not be able to survive. Khadija was the boss, the protector, the lover, the, you know, every single thing. Khadija was the first to validate. Mohammed said, no, you, what you were told is from Allah because I know you. You are a righteous man. Whatever Jibreel said, it is true. And Khadija was the foremost defender of Islam, foremost protector of Muhammad. And Khadija was the only woman in Muhammad's life during Khadija's uh, life. Today, you have ignorant scholars saying, oh, women should not be going to university. Women should not be a leader. Or oh, there's mm-hmm. a hadith that says, if a nation is led by women, it's not going to be prosperous. Are you, you know, mm-hmm. to believe in such idiotic statements? If Islam benefits from the leadership of a successful woman, wow. educated woman, highly respected woman, the most powerful person in Islam, all of a sudden now you say, oh, no, 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 they should be second class, or they should be housewives. Or mm-hmm. These are, you know, the elements of the devil that unfortunately you and I cannot fix it, only Allah can fix it. But what you and I can do, is to do the opposite so that every single person that comes in contact with us will love to know more about us. Last but not least, we're talking about Bilal. Oh, Bilal called the first Azan. Nonsense. It was an African girl who founded Mecca. It was Ooh. an African girl who founded everything we do when we go Mecca, an African girl. It was not Abraham. Abraham dropped. You know, Hajar and Ismail and left. And Hajar said to him, are you leaving us because Allah told you to do so? Ibrahim couldn't even look bad because Ibrahim, you know, knew that if he looked bad, he would be so emotionally disabled and mm. he would not put to the comment. Ibrahim just said, just continue. And then what did Hajar say? I know you're leaving us because Allah commanded you to do it and Allah will protect us. That is how some some came. That is how Safa and Marwa came. That is how Makkah was founded. Every single thing we cherish about Islam came from an African girl. Ooh. Wow. Hager. <laughs> yes, Hager, Hager yes. Man. So that yeah. is she definitely... Uh, Muhammad's first. Yes. Uh, for Prophet Ibrahim's first son. Yeah. Ishmael. Yes. And, you know, a lot of people uh, are aware that that incident is at the foundation of this present-day conflict. Who has rights to the land? And you have people saying that the son of Hagar cannot be a uh, – his heir his, – descendants cannot be heirs to the land because Hagar wasn't a legitimate spouse to Abraham and Sarah, her son and his descendants are the heirs to the land. But then, and one of our hosts even talked about this on, on one of our, uh, our Sunday show, uh, shared a video where we the people who are claiming rights to the land right now, they aren't even genetically connected to the people who were there. You know, they're immigrants, you know, the Khazars. So, you know, we're, we're all experiencing 
the consequences of a deception, uh, of a distortion in history, and an indoctrination into fear, uh, saying that some people are the chosen people and other people are not. Everybody's chosen. If you're on earth, you were chosen to come here and have this experience. There is nobody that's above anybody else. But you have people who've been indoctrinated since childhood to see other people as the enemy or other people as hated by God. And it's difficult to undo indoctrination when it happens so early in your life. And then the media continues, the, the, the corporate controlled media continues to reiterate images and information that's disinformation so that even people who believe themselves to be religious. I heard somebody, uh, some, some preacher say, yeah, we need to go and, 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 and kill all the Muslims in the name of Jesus. And I'm like, what? But this is what they believe. And, and you have extremism on both sides, as you said. You have the extremists on all sides of religion believing that there's something righteous about killing. And I even had a recent conversation where someone said, well, you know, sometimes God commands you to kill people. And they're believing that every war fought in the name of God is somehow righteous because certain people God hates. So how do we use our media platforms to educate and to set that example of how you should talk to people, how you should respect people, how you can educate them so that if they really are laboring under misunderstanding but their hearts are right, at least they can hear the message. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, Sheikh, you tell us, and then, of course, Kareem. Oh, we, we, have, a, we have a caller, Kareem. Do uh, you want to take that caller? Yeah. Well, uh, they have, the, their hand was raised. Great. Okay, here it is again. All I'm, right. I'm opening up the Line of error code seven zero six six two seven. Assalamu alaikum, Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum. Thank you much, as always, brother. Thank Allah for you. <laughs> Thank Allah for you. Alhamdulillah. This is brother Muhammad from the Ummah, Prophet Muhammad by the way of Columbus, Georgia. Uh, when we come back to, uh, to twenty twenty three, we want to. Remember what Allah said. We, we know great trust and duty is put in the hands of the mother, the mother, the mother. Right now, there's a reason why we thank Allah much. His help is being sent to us here in America. And when you tie that to this program right here, the female solution is again recognizing how important that the women here in this experience over here in the United States of America, the, the descendants of African slaves again has the opportunity to make sure that her children and the children around her know the truth, the whole truth, that there ain't but one God and Muhammad is their messenger. And we have to remember that the responsibility on us regards to how well it has been shaken or 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 approach it still lies in the understanding of the Muslim woman here in America who has came through this due to to this experience that we have been through. There's a reason why everybody's coming to talk to us here in America. 
to mirror the leadership that we have and are permitted by Allah to establish and build, but also to see if it can be shattered. And we have to be mindful of why we accept the help of Allah. Because if we are told to ascertain any information that comes to you to make you think that it can help you do what you already know to do. You have been taught, and I guess, inshallah, Allah, Allah, that history will show that we have been raised by Allah's permission and his guidance and a human example who they call a Mujahideen in the life of uh, Imam W.D. Muhammad. We have to respect that because people are coming to see the people of Allah's guidance to his Mujahideen, how strong, how clean, and how legit we are. I don't know a little historical fact. I know for the last 20 years that I can document of watching our sisters of the Islamic faith here in the United States of America be cultivated and seduced and taken back to Africa to be milked of their sincerity, milked of their understanding of the Quran and the life of Prophet Muhammad that Allah has blessed them with. Because also remember now, history shows that what we call slavery was introduced to us by our own people all the way back to Hagar. Can you imagine an African slave being in the camp of Ibrahim? How did he get there? Who carried her all the way across that line or made it possible for those people of that culture to buy and bring them home as a slave? We have to really pay attention to what we have been taught by Allah. That anything that distracts us, all this fighting over in Israel and all, everything we see outside of the responsibility of establishing Al-Islam is a distraction. It's keeping us from doing the work that's going to set everybody free. And that is established a halal reality beginning since it's been rejected all over all the countries outside of the United States of America. The halal life that law has prescribed for the human family has been rejected. We got kings. We got all kinds of people. We got this. We got that. So we have the opportunity right now to accept the help that's coming to us, but we have to purify that help. We have to make sure that help understands that the destiny that he or she is looking for is seen by Allah's permission that is going to come from the descendants of African slaves here in America. And told every leader he ever met, I appreciate any help you want to get, but this destiny of freeing all of humanity from the influence of the shaitan and his imps is on us. So we're not showing disappreciation or showing ungratefulness, but we have to do show how people can help us. They can't come and help us the way they want to help help us. They have to come and help us the way that we need to be helped. To, to establish this moral Islamic community of faith, not a belief, but a faith that there is a God. And that Muhammad and all the prophets all the way back to Adam was from the same creator, like all of us. 
Ah. So don't let the one excite us into the truth. Like Prophet Isa says, is not the whole truth. If he who come after me, mm. he will lead you into the whole truth. And well, that's we certainly appreciate that. To go to the next world or the next Absolutely. reality, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So well, brother, we appreciate your comments. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Walaikum salam. We definitely appreciate your comments. We have to take a break, but the, the, some of the things that uh, Brother Muhammad brought up, I, I want to approach a, a, a social issue that we do have to talk about. Because we as a people of African descent, we have been through a very challenging experience, but it's rooted in some ways we treated each other. And we're still experiencing the effects of it. And many of us, we know genetically some of us have taken the test, some of us just, you know, have been able to trace back to some point. Many of us are from the area of Senegal, where our guest is from, Uh, many of us from the area of Nigeria, many of us from the area of Ghana. So our ancestral ties, many generations back before our sojourn to America are rooted in places that at some point were at war and in the process of war, (laughs) we did ugly things. We sold each other. And we are experiencing the consequences of the choices we made as a people. So, When we come back from the break, I'd like to talk about how do we heal the hurt between us as an African people? How do we take the spirit of Islam, which many are saying advocates slavery or saying Muslims sold Africans into slavery? There's a lot of pain in our past. How do we bring forth the truth and reconcile those things? so that we can, in fact, exemplify the actual teachings of peace and love and harmony that our faiths represent. So we'll ask about that when we come back. And if you're listening online and want to join this conversation, give us a call, 515-605-9325. And press 1 or 515-605-9891. That's the American Muslim 360 line. We'll open your mic and get your thoughts. And we will be right back after this quick break. So stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. And if you're watching this, that means you're one of the 4.6 billion people from around the world who are using an electronic device to talk to people. In these times, people are using the Internet to talk to everybody. Friends, neighbors, family members co-workers. People are on their cell phones and computers all day long. Now, if you're in business, that is great news. That means you can sell your products and services all day long and never have to leave your home. All you need is a media connection, somebody to connect you to an audience. And that's why I'm talking to you today. We produce programs, and our audience members are people who shop. They buy clothes, food, beauty supplies, cleaning supplies, home repairs, transportation services, 
child care services. Whatever you're selling, they need to buy it. We're your media connection. Just follow this link, and tomorrow you can sit back and relax at home while your business is making you money. Tune in to Sofa Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear great topics and stories on grief and turn it into victory. Join Dr. Debbie Green to listen to stories of triumph and learn how to overcome. You are not alone in your life and there is hope in the darkest hour. This is your time to learn strategies and solutions to improve your life. It's your time. So join Dr. Debbie Green with Sofa Solutions and call in on Thursday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 515-605-9325 with comments and questions. Look to hear from you real soon. Solution Global Radio TV Show. I'm Naima Latif, along with our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and the American Muslim 360 family. And we have with us today is our guest, Sheikh Musa Drame, who is the founder of the Muslim Media Corporation. And we had a chance to clarify perhaps some misunderstandings about the faith. But now we want to take a look at some of the sore spots that still exist. And there are a lot of people who are feeling that there's still a bit of a rift between those of us who are living on the continent now and those of us who were forcibly transported here. And there's a lot of pain we're still feeling. And historically, we as a people made some mistakes. And I believe that our present condition is a lesson for humanity. What happens, when, what happens when greed reaches such an extreme where you will even sell your own people, your own relatives for uh, a, 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 an advantage, an economic advantage, or an advantage in battle. Because the first people, you know, uh, sold to Europeans were prisoners of war. And often the custom was prisoners of war made slaves. That's been a custom throughout humanity's past. But it got to be a point where it was so profitable. I mean, it all coincided with the Europeans coming to this continent and, and and Europeans, we almost see the same thing happening now with the those who have been sent to countries uh, or, or cities all across the country uh, from Venezuela because they're having internal conflicts. So when Europe was 
having its jails and prisons overran, they said, well, look, you can go to this, this new world over here. And so they shipped a bunch of their immigrants over here and create a lot of chaos. But then also Europeans saw the European leadership, the queen and so forth, saw this as an opportunity to take over and expand the, the, the British Empire. And the labor force that they began to use were the people that they bought as prisoners of war from Africa. And it got to be a very profitable business so they could hire other Africans to go and kidnap more Africans and increase the supply of free labor shipped abroad. And then it was a business. You had people investing, buying stock in the shipping companies, buying stock in the whole enterprise and making money. So we're the we are the product of an international business. And there are people, there are families in Africa who are wealthy today from the slave trade. And there was a delegation that came over to America when the when it when the importation of Africans was outlawed, I believe it was in 1808 something like that. They came over to try to convince the president, no, you're messing up our business. We need to keep the trade going. So those of us who know the history of that, we can't just point the finger at white people. This was a, this was a global business, and anybody with Portuguese, French, uh, the, the, the British, anybody who could make some money was involved, and they sold people and then created a whole enterprise and trying to keep the people ignorant by separating language groups and nationalities and keeping people isolated and then reprogramming them so that they would think that this is what God had intended you to be all along. And they even pointed a verse in the Bible saying, see, God cursed you, you're a descendant of Ham, you're cursed, you're supposed to serve us. I mean, they based the whole religious misteaching on keeping this global business going. So this is this is the pain that we're still in today. So when we meet somebody who's rooted from the from the continent, we want to know what what are what are what are you all being taught about those who were transported? What are you being taught? What are your children taught about this period in history? And what are you taught happened to us after we got over here? So, uh, Sheikh Musa, I'd like to know what 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 did you know about? African-Americans before coming here, and what have you seen that you didn't know before you got here? Yeah, my sister, thank you. And again, I will come back to Islam as a platform for healing, for progress, for advancement. Um, My wife and I run the first and only full-time accredited Muslim school in the Bronx. And um, that opened actually on 9-11. So our school opened on 9-11. And, um, you know, because of the attitude that we embodied, every high school graduate graduated with honor and went to college, 100%. These are all black, black students. So that is my foundation for answering your question. Mm. Africa was colonized, so what? Africans were enslaved, so what? Africa was exploited, so what? Africa still being exploited, so what? Blacks are being oppressed, so what? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, 
Allah said, the condition of people will not change until they change what's in themselves. Allah will not change the condition of people until they change what's in themselves, until they change their attitude, until they change how they see things, and until they change how they do things. Now, we can sit here and spend the next time you have on the soul and reminiscing all the injustices that we inflict on each other. African soul, uh, soul slaves, Arab soul slaves, Portuguese soul slaves, French soul slaves, it will not help your child or my child. It will not bring the means of controlling the production of what we consume, the distribution of what we consume, or the financial independence or the respect. This is the policy we have in our school. And we have so many fights with those who think, oh, you're immigrant. You don't know our history. And I'll give, uh-huh. you, a funny, I'll give you a funny story. I lived in a, in a section in the Bronx, and one of my next-door neighbors happened to be an African-American woman and her daughter. And in the late areas, her daughter got pregnant, and her daughter gave birth uh, in 1989. And my friend, who's my next-door neighbor, called me and said, Musa, uh, my daughter gave birth uh, two days ago, and the hospital is releasing her. I want you to go pick them up. And I said, I'll be happy. Tell them I'll be there 30 minutes. So I, um, you know, went and get casted and was happy, went to the hospital. I was the first non-medical staff that held the baby. Baby oh, boy, wow. beautiful baby boy. Wow. Uh, you know, when they kissed the baby, prayed for the baby, and brought the baby and the mom home, and the baby became like my adopted son. Um, that was 1989. About three years ago, and I was always checked up on him. Unfortunately, um, he grew up not always doing what the grandmother and mother want him to do and have bad associates to get himself with gangs and drug dealings and whatever, as much as they try, the grandmother is one of the angels on earth. But unfortunately, you know, you know. anyway, bad thing. So anyway, three years ago, um, one of the gang um, meetings that I have, if you check my background, you'll see how involved I am in New York, especially in the Bronx with, you know, uh, removing kids off the street mm. and provi- provide them with opportunity. So, you know, one of the meetings... Uh, he got up. This this young boy got upset. You know, you know, you just don't know how you know. You just don't know about us. You know, blah 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 blah. And I said, yeah. shut your behind down. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to shut your behind down. Who are you talking to? <laughs> what do you know that I don't know? What experience do you have that I don't have? I brought you home. I am with wow. you. You know, and now you say, oh, you don't know us. So well, I'm saying this to say. By the way, I can tell him because he's my son. So I can tell you whatever, and he knows, so we have disrespect. I pay for his college education. I fought with him wow. to remove him from gangs. I supported him, and I got him, I mean, every single thing, because I said, you kill me, you kill me, but I'm not going to allow you to fail. And mm-hmm. I removed him, you know, from the blood affiliation. And today, he is a successful man, married, has a good job, finished college. I'm proud to say that. Now, I'm saying mm-hmm. this to say, to say this. I could have said, I'm an immigrant. Why would I care about it? I'm here to make money, this and that. 
I want you, again, as I said earlier, talk is key. We can talk and talk. I want you to investigate the background of the talkers. Mm. And oftentimes we get disappointed. We have talking heads who have specialized in talking, complaining, blaming, and making excuses. That is not part of my world, and I will never accept it. That's why I was school. When the orientation, when the, when the child is being registered, by the way, these are all minority kids. And, mm. and I get up and I said to them, I want you to know one thing. You cannot tell here, and I don't care what your background is. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what your circumstances. If you come to our school, you will succeed. Otherwise, wow. our school is not the right environment. And, you know, sometimes they say, oh, they come up with multitude of reasons why even that and that, the system, the police, the wife, you know, everything. I said, I don't mm. care any of them. If your child is registered, your child will succeed. Wow. Everybody here is black. Everybody mm-hmm. has a story. Everybody here comes from the same injustice, same genocide, same slavery, same colonialism, same oppression, everything. But every child will succeed. Otherwise, they're not. And every child succeeds. I'm saying this to say that rather than us continuing, you know, to, you know, reminiscence of the injustice we inflict on each other. I just came, you know, I took a group, you know, to Africa every year. I just came back three, three weeks ago. Wow. And I, you know, we went to all these places, you know, Gore Island, Kutakinta Island, whatever. Yeah. And then we see the dungeons and everything. But all I'm yeah. saying is they don't help us. What mm. helps us is that we are here today. Allah, God gives us all the faculty to be able to succeed. Let us learn history. Let us understand it so that we will not repeat it. But at yeah. the same time, let us build ourselves so that we will be in control of the means of the production of what we consume, the means of distribution of what we consume, and the means of the lifestyle that we cherish. Every aspect of it, let us be able to control it. If not, we can talk about slavery, we can talk about everything, but yet we consume what the same people you described are producing. We are enriching them. We are empowering them. We are extending slavery. We're extending colonialism. Let us change our mindset. Yes, your grandparents sold my grandparents. Yes, you profited from it. But it's a new day. How can I avoid that from happening tomorrow? I don't want to consume your product without benefiting from it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to live by your subsidies. I want to be an independent free person so that I can think for myself, so that I can protect it, so that I can generate wealth, so that my children can inherit it. I don't want people to sympathize or feel sorry for me. I have the faculty to be successful. That is the mentality we have in our school. And every child, every, them, every one of them black, is now graduated college and have good jobs, including my two children. My sister, that's my wow. answer to everything. I don't want to dwell on the rift between blacks and blacks, the rift between African immigrants, and then that is not helping us. It's mm. only going to hurt us our feelings. Last but not least, you know, a couple of years ago, there was an incident, you know, in the Bronx where an African immigrant from the Gambia was attacked by African-American kids, and they beat him up so badly. The so New York Times reporter came uh, and, 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 and was doing a story about the risk between African immigrants and African-Americans. And the first thing he said that, I know that the African-Americans are jealous of African immigrants because some of you are doctors and whatever. 
I mm. said to the guy, if you ever write about difference between African family, we will sue your paper. Ooh. We don't have differences. We all live in a crappy neighborhood. This neighborhood is one of the most empowered neighborhoods, one of the most violent neighborhoods, one of the most neglected neighborhoods. It is not African-American versus African immigrants. It is the condition imposed on all of us. And we recognize our common destiny, our shared history, and, and, and the fact that we are one family. No matter whether you come here 500 years ago, I came yesterday, I will never ever allow that division divisive mentality to mm. continue to suckle us. And that story was never written. Ooh. And so that wow. is the type of mentality that I want to spend my life with. I will never dwell on the divisiveness or the injustice that happened. I have to know it so that I can avoid it. But I will not look at a single African-American, anything different than I'm looking at my own blood brother and my own blood sister. Again, for wow. answer. Allah will not change the condition of people until they change how they see things, until they change what's in themselves. Our school is a primary example. Every black, everyone graduated with honor, everyone went to college. Wow. Wow. Well, nothing wins an argument like success. Yes. We've got a couple of comments, and then we'll uh, go to your your, uh your switchboard, uh, Zelda, our Monday morning mindfulness host, says, Grand Rising, beautiful people. Love, love, love hearing the men share their hearts. Yes. And Viata, our Friday and Sunday host, says, Grand Rising, beautiful souls. And she says, thank us for promoting truth, love, and peace during a time of great confusion and conflict. Yes, ma'am. This this is a time of confusion and conflict. So this is this is a definitely a timely conversation to have. So, Brother Kareem, you had a, a thought to share or a com, a yes, callers uh, on your uh, line? Uh, and there are two people waiting in the queue, so I shall be very brief. Sheikh Musa, uh, I hope that we are hearing the point that he is making. He mentioned production of consumption yes. to produce what you consume do for self. That yes. Is that is freedom. That is do for yes. self. And what a wonderful message he is bringing so that, that we are not languishing and just sitting around crying and lamenting. Our yes. story is not a story of lamentation. It's about productive Production and Human Progress. I'll stop right there. I'm, I'm opening up the line of 724-866. Please state your name and where you're calling from, please. Seven two four eight six six. Okay. I'm going to move move forward. Okay. Minister Floyd Trump, 312-882. Assalamu alaikum. Peace be unto you. We on who uh, We don't die. We multiply. That is beautiful, like uh, Sister Naima Latif and the female solution. Thank God for her and you too, Brother Kareem. This is Robert Floyd Trump from Chicago, Illinois. And I love uh, what the brother um, Muhammad was just 
stating about Allah is in Assalamu alaikum, Brother Kareem, and everyone. Allah is not going to. Yes, thank you so much. Allah is not going to, uh, you know, make us do because Islam is not compulsory uh, uh, until we desire to change the wrong in ourselves. We have to be common intelligence and to do for self is to do not only for yourself but for your family and your uh, uh, community. And I uh, like to just share the thought that uh, uh, the Harold Washington Foundation and the People's March is presents the Million Man March. And we are supposed to do that on this coming Monday, October the 16th. Come one, come all to our celebration of the 28th year. We are promoting unity in the whole community. And everybody can help save our children, our black children. We're going to be there, Brother Kareem, from 10 o'clock to 10 p.m. all day. Chicago. America and the world are all invited. Bring yourself, your business partners, family, and friends to Lake Grove Village at 3515 South Cottage Grove. And Mayor Washington said we must pluck the whole community. And for more information, we must call Minister Plump in order to enter the building. And that is at 312. 882-5935. And I'll be open for any questions, but we must be self-determined, do for self, and help our own kind, and make sure that we make a difference, that we can promote freedom, justice, equality, and economics. We can promote plump, peace, love, unity, marketing people, now and forever. May Allah bless all the brothers and sisters that will do what is right. And none but the pure and the heart and the righteous is going to see God. And it is truly our time now to shine. And if this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. shine well, we appreciate shine, that, Minister. Shine. And we need to help. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you so much. Yes, we appreciate you so much. And remember that first million, man, March, it was a big uh, pledge from the men to change the way uh, women were treated. We appreciate the spirit of that. We want to see it manifest uh, even more. I think we have time to to squeeze in one more caller on our switchboard before we take a break. Uh, Eric code 314-833. Your mic is open. Grand rising. Please introduce yourself to our listening and viewing audience and tell us where you're calling from and your question or comment for our guest. Yes. uh, As-salamu alaykum to you, Naima Latif, and to your very distinguished guest. I think the Sheikh had to tune in a little later. Yes. But what I heard... Sheikh Musa uh, Drame is his name, yes. Okay. Sheikh so Musa Drame uh, from New York. Yes, I want to say what I heard. I agree 100% with what you said. You know the only time that anything can be changed is in the present. 
the only time anything can be changed in our life is in the present. And you know, as the word terminologist, that word past. Pain, again, stops transformation. Uh, so when you look back and you dwell in the past and it was painful, it uh, conjures in us emotions that will not allow us to move forward, you see, in life. So we should be focused on the present and the future. And I heard you mention that you have a school in the Bronx in New York, and it seems like it, it uh, helps um, those children, you understand, to have a better concept of themselves, their present, their future, their ambitions, their goals, to live a productive life. So that's what I'm with, and that's the that's the spirit of those who understand this religion of Al-Islam. It's about progression, it's about productivity, and it's about the recognition of the one God and humanity being one. And so when we look back at what has transpired, there's been many mistakes and errors that have been made. But what is this generation going to do today? And what are future generations going to do tomorrow? That is the focus. So thank you so much, outstanding guests that you've chosen to bring a clear message, a clear message of truth and reality for our people and for all people. Thank you so much. May God continue to bless you and us, continue the great work. Education is our number one priority. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum. Thank you so much, Brother Mark, for adding your voice to this conversation. We have to take one last break. When we come back, I'd like to address a thing that you brought up, Sheikh Musa, about uh, the position of women. Because this this is a, a very sore spot for me. I, I encounter so many men who have either as a cultural belief or a religious belief or just a personal attitude a kind of underlying contempt for women and the way they want to silence our voices, uh, the way we are. Uh, removed from sight when it comes to gatherings where, you know, women aren't allowed to speak or, you know, be seen or heard or taken seriously. And this causes me a lot of pain because so many believe that this is religiously correct. And I don't know how to begin to change the hearts of those men who've grown up in cultures where this has been the practice. And this is another global thing. It's not racial. It's not, you know, it's nothing to do with color or, or nationality. This is a global attitude, this conflict between the sexes that we don't see in any other species on the planet except for human beings. So how do we fix that? And how are some ways that your school, because you've obviously come up with a, a formula that helps everybody excel, how does your school help to teach that equality in a way that is wholesome and spiritually correct? So we'd like to, to talk about that when we come back. And, of course, again, if you're listening online and want to join this conversation, give us a call, 515-605-9325 or 515-605-9891. And press 1 when you're ready to speak, and we will 
open your mic and get your thoughts. And we'll be right back after this last break. So stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. The Female Solution Global Radio TV Show invites you to an invigorating conversation with our team of hosts Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Start your week with Monday Morning Mindfulness with Zelda Speaks. Tuesdays, Self-Self-Care with Jody Susan. Wednesdays, Repairing Broken Families with Naima Latif and co-host Kareem Hamid. Thursdays, Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And Fridays, Health and Well-Being with Beata. Saturdays, tune in 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time. First Saturday, Success Strategies with Jana. Second Saturday, Wendy Williams Esquire on Relationships. Third Saturday, Move Around with Deborah. And fourth Saturday, Wisdom with Mama D. Join us Sundays, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time for Soul Purpose Healing with Beata. Call in and comment, 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to the host and be a part of the solution. And I'm Reverend Rosemary. Join us every second Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time, here on the Female Solutions Global Radio TV Show for Neighborship of Joy. We'll have powerful conversations inviting women to walk in the light. So call in 515-605-9325 and press 1 to speak to the host. You can also join us live on the Female Solution Facebook page and YouTube channel. So see you on the second Saturday on The Neighborship of Joy. Have you ever dreamed of going to exotic places, meeting fascinating people, enjoying uplifting music, and spending nights in a luxurious hotel? Do you look forward to a relaxing vacation where you can walk along the beach or sit in a quiet park and enjoy the sunset or sunrise? Whether you're flying around the world or driving across the country, we will share travel tips that will help you stay safe while you enjoy the journey. Join me every third Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, and move around with Deborah here on the Female Solutions Show. Call in and comment, 515-605-9325, and press 1 to speak. We are back for our last half hour, and thank you so much, Sheikh Musa Drame, for staying with us today and lending your wisdom. We appreciate you so much. I'm so excited to be able to share knowledge with our listening and viewing audience and to connect you with American Muslim 360. I'm, I'm hoping they can can establish, you know, uh, uh, regular connections with you. 
perhaps a guest on more shows and, and even perhaps, you know, an outlet in Senegal over there where you've also got publications. So we want to expand this global communications network in all the ways we can. So one of the things that distresses me, and I see it in many cultures, uh, some African cultures, some Asian cultures, some European cultures, but you know, often in the Muslim community, the belief that women Unmuted. are not, the belief that women are unworthy to speak in front of men or lead in any capacity politically or socially or uh and and you pointed out the history of Islam, uh, the businesswoman Khadija, she was the backbone. She was the one that was there when nobody was there in the formation of Islam and used her, her wealth as a successful businesswoman to basically keep things going. And that it, it's never interpreted in that way by people who don't think kindly of women who are in business or who are vocal or, or who are educated. And we have a difficult time breaking through that barrier within the religion because of those attitudes. How do you suggest we begin to change things in a way that can enlighten people? And what are some ways that you demonstrate the proper attitude toward women in your school and I'm assuming you've got male and female students, and since everybody is succeeding, obviously everybody is given respect. So how are how are you able to? First of all, what do you suggest we do? Uh, we're not within our various communities, and then what do you do within your school to demonstrate how people should treat each other? Absolutely, absolutely, and again, and again, charity begins at home. I can talk about you know, theories and what is said about uh, from this book and that book, but I'm glad that you asked me what am I doing. Well, number one, when we set up our, our center, Islamic Cultural Center of North America, you know, it drew Muslims from various backgrounds, all walks of life, and I would say 95% of them, if not 99% misogynistic creatures,
that is un-Islamic, inhuman, and completely false. Let me tell you some of the people that left. These are people that came and said, oh, oh brother, um, you know, I'm looking for second or third wife. Mm-hmm. And I, by the way, what do you do? What is your educational level? What are you working or whatever? Number one, they are not highly educated. Number two, Ooh. they're not working. Number Ooh. three, they all say, oh, no, no, I met this sister. The sister how the housing voucher. Uh. And that and that and that. Yeah, and I said, you mean to tell me you're going to marry somebody and then you're going to leave of that person's resources? Mm. Would that qualify you as a man that Quran describes? Allah mm. said, very, very strict criteria, and you don't qualify. And all of them got upset and whatever. So I'm just telling you <laughs> that, that wow. in order for us to provide a successful platform for our children, we cannot allow these uh, individuals who are using very selective narratives from our religion to justify their idiotic attitude mm. in terms of being a misogynistic or being hateful or being divisive. You know, if you come, uh, hopefully sooner or later, uh, we'll have a chance, you will come, uh, you know, to the Bronx, yes. then you will see a complete mindset which has caused heaven. By the way, I got shot. Because of my attitude, I got shot, I got beat up, oh, I got no. Yes, you say by the Muslims. Oh, I never ever oh, I never ever uh, reduce myself to their level. Never ever. And by the way, every single person who ever attacked me um, wow. got to a point where they begged me for some type of freedom or whatever. They begged me wow. because you they needed your help attack. somewhere. I, I'm, I'm saying this to say that we have, as men of God, we have to be godly. As men of God, we have to distance ourselves from misogynistic attitude. You mm-hmm. cannot tell me you are part of a religion who is the funder, the protector, the ally, you know, the, the person that, uh, you know, asserted the truthfulness of this was a female. You cannot tell me you are part and a proud member of Islam who is the founder of the most precious town, the most precious symbols, the most precious, you know, attributes of Haj and Umrah was an African girl. All of a sudden now, the uh, girls and women are second class, or they, you know, they should be obedient to men, men who's not educated, men who cannot do anything, men who are ignorant. Are you crazy? Mm. Are you crazy? So, you know, we have to, we have to dare um, you know, the ignorant elements from within so that we can challenge it, that which they're using to continue to create ever. In Islam, men and women are equal in all respects, in leadership, in education, in obligation, in privilege, in every regard. Mm-hmm. And if anybody said, men cannot, women cannot be the leader because they come up with this idea, or if a woman is a leader, Allah will not bless the nation. Well, now you go to Europe and tell me the most successful nation that are led by women. And now you go to the Muslim country, some of the crappiest, most dysfunctional nations led by men. Mm-hmm. Nonsense. All mm-hmm. these are nonsense. So we are setting the tone here in New York. And again, talk is cheap. Anybody can talk the talk. I want you to come and see how we walk. And we have no differentiation between men and women. 
whether we're dealing with the Africans on the continent who also don't have any education, don't have any money, don't have nothing yet, have three, four wives. Ooh. And the wives who work their tails off to maintain them. And now they use Islam as, oh, you must obey me. Obey who? Ignorant fool like you? Ooh. This is not something we can tolerate. My sister, yeah. mm. my sister, I am a living example as to what Khadija was to Muhammad and what Hajar was to Islam, and that is what we are propagating. I have absolutely no tolerance for men who say women should be at home, only be pleasing to the husband. I, by the way, there are a lot of men who insist on women putting on the clothes, looking like the woman, and the same men never get their eyes off of the woman, mm. have a multitude of friends on mm. their cell phones, and never ever be truthful to who they truly are. These are imposters. True men would do what Prophet did. Only Khadija in his life until Khadija died. Even mm. after Khadija, all the other women that came, we all know how they came, linking tribes. And mm. these are, you know, so many different reasons that justify it. But for me, what I'm telling you is something I want you to investigate. And mm. if you see any hole, call me a hypocrite. I don't mm. want to be talking about hypotheses and theories and bringing you things that I don't live. This is how we live. Women mm. are leaders in our center, and women are equal partners, and there's no discrimination in education, in leadership, in everything else. I don't believe in it. I will never listen to anybody who said women belong to home. Only your bedroom, nothing else. That is bullcrap. <laughs> and I'm not advising anybody, you know, to listen to these uh, these people. The same people, they are not righteous, by the way. They mm. just covering publicly, but yeah. internally, they're not righteous. Mm. Well, you have said a mouthful. I'm so grateful that you said it because it needed to be said, and it needed to be said by some people who uh, may have some religious titles that they're wearing but they are practicing that same misogyny. So I'm, I'm going to be sending this show out to some select people. Okay, listen to what this brother said <laughs> because they need to hear it. So, uh, Brother Kareem, you had, a, you had a thought you want to share on that? Yes. Um, the first scholars in El Islam was the prophet's wife, Aisha. Mm. After the, the transition of our beloved Prophet Muhammad, we pray the prayers and the feast be upon him. Aisha was consulted by the companions of Prophet Muhammad. And uh, they asked her, how was he in the home? And she answered that question with a question to the one that asked the question. She asked, have you not read the Quran? The prophet was the Quran in action. Uh, she was a very deep thinker. She was very quick with it. And uh, she shared with them uh, knowledge, praise be to Allah, knowledge of El Islam. She taught the Sahaba. She taught the first, the first scholarship in El Islam under the prophet Muhammad. It was the great lady Aisha, may Allah forgive her of sins and grant her the home in the paradise. We must be aware 
that the the Urshetan, the Satan, which was jealous of the man that God had created, he felt that he should be in, in charge of the creation and its management. And because because the creator didn't choose him, he became an avowed enemy to humankind. And one of his his uh, flaws was he said, "I shall wait for this man on your straight way." In other words, I shall get in the religion. I shall get in your religion and lead man astray. So we we know that Almighty God tells us in the Quran that there are those that write the book with their own hand and say that this is from God. The Quran is, is a uh, a three pronged action or expression to thwart that. It is a continuation of the revelations that came before. It is a criterion of judgment as to what is from God and what is not. And also it is the the uh, completion of revelation. So when we uh, see these type of things coming out of religion, you're looking at the handy way, what work of the Satan of Satan. We have to, to recognize that Satan is real. He is not is not a fictitious. He gives his birth right in the minds of men and women. And he brings his biases and have have entered into the one the three faiths to influence it. What better way to attack the human being than to separate the the female and the male? So we reject any any sign of superiority along gender uh, areas in our lives. Praise be to Allah. Mm. So the only superiority a man has is his physical strength. And there are some women that... <laughs> that <laughs> Even stronger than me. Yeah. So we have to dispel these foolish notions. And I agree with our beloved Sheikh. We, we, I do not tolerate that. And it begins with the individual. Let me say that. It begins with the individual. How are we conducting ourselves as models yeah. of ones who believe in God and the last day? It's not some big group. It is us as individuals, individual responsibility yeah. to actually be what we say we are. I'll stop right there, my sister. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, I'm so glad. We have a caller on the line. Oh, yeah, let's take the next caller. Okay, he is returning back. Muhammad, as-salamu alaykum. Welcome to the Yes, that's why it's so important with the short time that we have is that we bring that up to date. Like you said, the only only thing that changes, uh, changes thing is what we do today. And uh, we should have a mobile and get back on the level where Allah left the leadership for us in the world, you know, Imam Muhammad, and get back into the convention centers and public places all around the United States 
and bringing sure to them to come and ask and share with us about the common terms that we come to to establish this favor from Allah called Al Islam. And if they want to know about Al Islam, we 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 set up programs so they can study Al Islam to see that this is the future way Allah has created for the human family to come to in this time. And we have to stay aware of the time. And I think we should take our time out to do that, to get a mobile shura going and move from city to city, talking about the issues like what we're talking about now, and free ourselves from that because we also should make sure that we have the opportunity to talk to the whole so-called Islamic country at the United Nations building and have them come to shore with this committee, with this sure, with this sure committee. And we discussed on an international level in one setting about what we're going to do about establishing this model community, this model character, this model morals in the world and not keep on wasting time about it, talking about the world. Let's mm. talk about the world that Allah has the human family on its way to, whether he or she wants you or not, because those who are going to make it, Allah said, Jannah will be full of those who, of faith. And the Jahannah will be full of those of disbelief. Knowing that, then we should be able to accept only those who believe and want to do this and put our financial resources, our, our spirit, our emotions, our intellect, and start building in a shared space right here in the United yeah. States and on this earth, the life of the Khalifa, of which this situation was created for. And explain to that the Khalifa if they don't understand yeah. that. Well, Just say. Well, you know, uh, and brother, we appreciate your, your thoughts. Uh, and I think one of the things that we've seen, you mentioned a global gathering. One of the, of course, the way, where I met uh, Sheikh was at a global peace gathering, the, the ninth uh, anniversary celebration of the uh, World Alliance of Religions for Peace, in which faiths, people of faiths all over the world gathered nine years ago to set that vision forth that we can all agree on the basic principles of our creator and that basic foundation of love, love for all, hatred for none. And if we can all agree and live that principle, then the world will change. So it's each individual that has to make the choice to be the change, be the change you want to see. And we've got some comments from our our viewers on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, Our sister Cheryl says, yes, let's change the mindset. And she said, that's peace education. And peace education uh, is a program that many educators such as Sheikh Musa Drame and others who have established schools have been doing, and now we're all connecting together the one mindset that we need to teach our children these principles. That's what's going to change the future. We say it here all the time. And Cheryl says, wow. And uh, Zelda Robinson also says, wow, wow, wow. Yes, it can be done. Thank you, men, for sharing these truths. And Zelda said, yes. Matter of fact, we're teaching children uh, in our podcast training class at Betty Shabazz every Wednesday afternoon. So, of course, that's through the Higher Learning Network. And Zelda also says, hey, family, appreciate your click. Great work is done with a team, and we're all part of that team. And share what we do in the community. And, of course, 
all of us who have all of us who have schools, who have access to youth, we have an opportunity to plant seeds. And Beatrice is so grateful for this wisdom being shared. Totally agree. We must resist and remove ignorance. Too many ignorant fools. Yes, there are claiming knowledge. <laughs> and uh, Cheryl says, I love it. Yes, we are so grateful to hear the voices of those who understand. And this, this piece of summit is a testimony that it's more of us who understand truth than the ones who are misguided. So our voices have to be magnified. So I would love to see American Muslim 360 uh, also join with the uh, the organization that, that uh, Sheikh Musa Drame has founded and and continue to teach truth so that the right understanding can come forth and we can remove the misogyny, we can remove the warlike attitudes, and we can bring peace and we can change the world because that's, that's our mission. So last words. Uh, Sheikh Musa Drame, how, how can people reach you if they want to perhaps, uh, if they're in, the, in and around the New York area, if they want to join your school, or if they're in Senegal and want to uh, uh, keep up with you there, you've got outlets there, how do, how do they get in touch with you? Well, I think, um, you know, the easiest one is just Google Muslim Media Corporation, and it'll, it'll uh, take you to uh, some of our uh, newspaper websites, and then you can contact us. Uh, but I want to... You know, I want to be very um, expressive in um, in my um, honor to be with you, and uh, it has been a joy and uplifting and uniting and also enlightening for me to be here, and I'm giving my word. So um, whenever you need me, or not need, whenever you want me, <laughs> and, you know. Uh, we, will, um, we will be calling on you again for sure. Yeah, and, and we're going to definitely uh, connect you and your publications with our news network on air, uh, our on-air daily news network. We're going to connect with your publications to make sure we get information directly from the source so we can uh, continue to spread the, the spirit of peace. And uh, Brother Kareem, Last thoughts, we, we want to make sure I, I connect you two so that we can continue to expand and maybe expand AM360 over to Senegal and other places on the continent because this is our mission. So, yes, your last thoughts? Yes, it is our intent here to promote intelligent and moral freedom from all forms of slavery, even us yeah. enslaving ourselves. Yeah. We want to share our goodness and faith with others, very gently and beautifully shared, interfaith and also interfaith collaboration. That is our goal, and we are, are, are making great strides and great headway in that process. And we, I want to thank you, Sheikh Musa, for sharing your experience with us, and you are so correct. It is not what we say. It is what we do. It is what we yes, do. Yes, sir. It's what yeah. we do. Thank, thank you so much. And thank all of you all for listening in and joining in tonight.
end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, John Cunyon, France, Merci, Spain, Gracias, Italy, Grazie, Egypt, Shukran, Ghana, Medasi, Nigeria, Eshe, South Africa, Ngiabonga, Senegal, Jared, Kenya, Asante, Israel, Toda, Pakistan, Shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakur, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you, and may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.